Welcome to Connect to Joy. Your host, Carol DeShane, is an intuitive spiritual guide for practical matters and Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner. Her quest is to help you realize new possibilities, discover and release what holds you back, and enable you to manifest an inspired life filled with joy. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here's your host, Carol DeShane. Welcome, beautiful spirits. You all have friends that you roll your eyes over when they call? Oh, yes, you do. I know you do. They may even be relatives. You also have friends that you like enough to enjoy being around them. And then, if you're lucky and you've cultivated a friendship deeply, you have one or more that you get excited when they call, that you feel really good about being around, and you can't wait to talk to them again. They're the ones that when you have a trying day or a time in your life or a big win, and you can't wait to call and let them know or to commiserate with them if it's bad because they're supportive and you know they'll be there for you. But which kind of friend are you? If you're looking at yourself honestly, do you consider yourself to be your own very best friend? Do you laugh at your own jokes and love your own company? We are the only one we're with 24-7, birth to death. If we don't at least like ourselves, we're in pretty bad shape sometimes. But you have the power to change all that. And let me ask you this. Do you consider yourself your own best friend? Or do you criticize, denigrate, or put yourself down at every turn? Do you break promises you make to yourself or help everyone before you do yourself? Do you support your own goals, plans, and dreams, and really act on them? Or do other priorities always get in the way? Today I'm going to talk about what a best friend should look like, how you should treat your best friend, and how you can translate all that into being your own best friend. Which begs the question, what should a best friend be like? Well, in case you don't have one or yours isn't the best case scenario, Here's a list of qualities and actions that a truly best friend will do for you and be to you. They'll love you and they'll want what's best for you. They'll be honest with you. They won't be hurtful. They'll tell you the truth, though, when they're asked and sometimes when they're not asked. They'll share your ups and downs. Hopefully it's pretty equally between the ups and the downs or maybe you even have more ups and downs. They're not always about the other person. It's not always about the one person versus the other. It's not you get on the phone and the person talks for three hours and you go, oh, I forgot to talk to them about what I called about because the other person talked the whole time. There's an equal sharing to a certain extent. They definitely don't talk behind your back. And a best friend is definitely supportive of your dreams and your goals. They cheer you on. They'll even help you if you want them to. They'll talk through any problem with you, including brainstorming ideas to get you out of a situation or to get you into a new one. Those dreams and goals, they'll they'll help you figure things out, even if they don't necessarily believe in your dream and goal. They might ask you why you want to go somewhere, but they won't necessarily judge you on it. That's a best friend. And they can definitely be relied to take your side, even if they don't always agree with you. Or they'll tell you why they don't agree with you, but they'll always pull you aside to do it. They won't do it in public in front of other people. You'll respect each other's time. 
You don't call at times that you know it's difficult unless the matter's brief or it's an emergency. And they appreciate your good qualities and put up with your bad ones. And they love you anyway for who you are. Doesn't mean they don't call you out on your bad qualities from time to time if there's something that interferes with your life. But it means that they love you anyway. So they won't tell you you look fat, ladies. But they may point out a different outfit. Might look a little better on you than the one you're wearing or if you're going shopping together. They might go, well, I don't know. Or if you have a really straightforward friend and that's the way you talk to each other, they might go, whoa, that one makes you look fat. Let's go find something way better for you. That doesn't make you look good at all. A really best friend will put up with your love interests even when they may not be the best choice. But they may say somewhere along the line that you deserve way better. But they know that if they keep harping on the love interest that you are all in on, that you'll eject them as a best friend. So they try not to do too much in that vicinity. They will tend to tell you about a problem that's coming up if they see you heading in a really bad direction. And sometimes they'll say it in your face kind of way, like, hey, listen, you got to listen to this. Or maybe they'll do it tactfully. Depends on the person. They may give you unasked for advice on issues you're facing. If they see possible solutions, they might want to wake you up if you don't see it. And maybe they want to help you out because they truly want the best for you. Of course, whatever they say is always their point of view and their opinion. So try not to get defensive or argue too much. And a really, truly best friend will drop everything when it's possible if you need them, especially if it's an emergency, and they'll be there for you. If you're together long enough, you can pretty much finish each other's sentences. And like me and my best friend at one point, we hadn't talked for six months because I had moved somewhere else and I picked up the phone and they were just picking up the phone to dial me when I called them. Previously, we actually had at one point, and I don't know how this happened, I picked up the phone, there was no dial tone, and I went, hello? And she went, hello? And I went, wait, did you just dial me? Because I didn't, I was just going to call you. And she goes, no, I was just going to call you. I didn't actually dial you yet. We're going, wow, magic. I don't know how that happened. But we definitely were on the same wavelength. The good thing is that you laugh at each other's stories. And you don't feel drained when you've been around them. If you've ever had a friend you feel drained when you're done with, either you hang up the phone and go, oh my God. Or you come home after being with them for hours and maybe they're really having a bad time in their life. And it's just all negative stuff. You may feel drained. However... Sometimes you're there for your best friend, even when they're going through a bad time, hopefully. And sometimes you do feel drained, but it's only that particular time in their life. It's not a time that will happen forever. And the entire friendship is based around negativity and bad things that are happening. So how does one treat a best friend? Well, with love, with respect, with honesty, but not hurtful honesty, with trust. So you trust them. You're dependable around them because you follow through on something you promised. So how in the world are we going to translate all this into being your own best friend? Hopefully you do have a best friend that you can lean on when you need to. If you don't live with them, you want to be your own, even if you do, because like I said, birth to death, it's just you. You're the only one there the whole time. So think about this. I'm going to give you six ways that you can be your own best friend. So the first thing is, how do you think about yourself? When others say, oh, you look great. What are you thinking? 
What are you thinking about yourself? Are you criticizing your looks? Are you saying, ah, no, I don't, inside your head, but you don't, you might say, thank you. Oh, thank you. And you're thinking, God, I look like hell. What are they thinking? If they say, oh my God, you did a great job. And it's your boss going, yes. Oh, and you're saying, oh God, I'm so stupid. I made so many mistakes. I could have done so much better. I can't believe they're saying that to me. If you're thinking that, no, you shouldn't be thinking that about yourself. Be aware that you could do better. But don't ever think you're stupid. That's not what a best friend would do. If someone said that about your best friend and you would take offense at it, stop yourself in your tracks. Listen to what you're saying and go, wait a minute. I'd never say that to Jill or John or Bernard or somebody. I'd never say that to my best friend. Why am I saying that to myself? Wow. Okay, that's not But look at what you are doing right. When people say you're great or you've done wonderful, say thank you and be in the moment and don't wander off and saying, oh man, they're, they don't know what they're talking about. I, they only knew the dirt on me. I'm so bad. If they knew that, they wouldn't even say that to me. No, a best friend would never say that. So think about what you're saying. Allow yourself to be okay with who you are. Because a best friend loves you, remember, in spite of good or negative things that they may see as well. It's not my best part that I like about you, but I love you anyway. It doesn't matter. The second thing you can do is to speak to yourself kindly. Listen to how you speak to yourself. Do you demean yourself? Do you complain? Are you negative all the time? Do you criticize people? Do you blame other people for things? where it's never your fault and you never take responsibility. Listen to what you say and be kinder to yourselves, especially when you're looking in the mirror, especially ladies, you're looking in the mirror and you're saying, oh my God, the makeup's wrong. My eyes are too close together. My ears aren't even. My hair is having a bad hair day. Look at this outfit. It makes me look fat. Does any of this sound familiar? (laughs) When you look at yourself, be kinder. Look at yourself and say, wow, I have a great smile. I should smile more often. Look at yourself and say, wow, this outfit looks great. I look good today. I look really good today. I got to remember this outfit and put it together again. Because maybe it's a new way of wearing separates together. And you're thinking, wow, I look great. I don't know if men do the same thing. If they look in the mirror and go, wow, I look like hell. Because so many men walk around without shirts on and they maybe don't look their best. They're comfortable with their body, and but they may have 50 extra pounds on them. Women may or may not do that. And if women do, they may also look in the mirror and go, wow, you look like a fat slob. But they wouldn't say it out loud to anybody else. But they think it and they see it and they say it out loud to themselves in the mirror. So be kinder to yourself. Love yourself for who you are right this minute. You can even do random acts of kindness to yourself or for yourself every single day. Do something kind to yourself for yourself because you deserve it. You might think of doing it for others, but we don't necessarily think of doing something kind for ourselves. So think about what you can do. What would you do for your best friend? Take that, maybe get some tea and go sit out on the balcony and and just enjoy those few moments. Be kind to yourself. When you try something new and it doesn't go so well, think, wow, what a great try. Oh, I'd never tried that before. That was interesting. 
And maybe you think, I don't think I'll do that again. That really wasn't my thing. Or maybe you think, wow, I tried something out of my comfort zone. That was really cool. Do I ever want to do it again? Hmm. Nah, wasn't my thing. Or yeah, I want to get better at this. This was really great. Don't say, I can't do this. This was awful. I hated it. I was bad. I'll never get it. Some things take an awful lot of practice. Some things take a lot of time. And other things you're good at when the first time you try it. So just be aware. Yeah, do you want it? I don't know if I want to do this again. But if you have a huge, I hated it, to yourself, look at yourself and go, why am I so overreacting to this? Why am I getting so bombarding myself with negative feelings about something I just tried for the first time? Was it because I felt I should have done better? Was it because I felt that maybe somebody made fun of me when I didn't do it right? And so I'm getting down on myself and going, ah, no, I'm bad. That was horrible. I don't want to do that again. Maybe you do want to do it again, but you're embarrassed and you're thinking bad things about yourself. So give yourself a break. Like I said before, be kind to yourself. When you try something new, it doesn't always go well the first time. It's okay. Know that it's okay. And you can try it again if you want to. And if you think it's something that will really be fun in the long haul. I mean, if you'd pick up bowling, you're not necessarily going to get anything but a gutter ball the first five or six times. Maybe the first year or two even sometimes until you get some help. And maybe you need a lighter ball and maybe you need better shoes. And no matter what you're doing, it can get better if you want it to, if you want to take the time. But maybe you don't. Maybe it's something you tried and you went, don't need to do it again. Again, what would you say to your best friend if you heard them say whatever you're saying out loud? What if somebody said that to your best friend? Would you go, hey, cut that out. That's wrong. They shouldn't say that. Don't do that to yourself. Really listen to what you say to others and how you come across. Do you put yourself down? Are you obnoxious or negative? And especially pay attention to what you say about yourself or how you avoid taking the blame or responsibility. If you find yourself telling the same story over and over and over again, either let it go or really enjoy telling the story and try to tell it to different people and not the same person all the time. Sometimes I find myself telling a really cool story to the same person three or four times and I'm going, wait a minute, did I tell you this already? And they'll go, yeah, but it was a great story. That's the only person I must have told it to because I've only said it three or four times, but it's the person I've talked to the most. So maybe I'll tell them the same freaking story again and again. And it's like, whoa, sorry, just tell me. And sometimes I preface it with, did I tell you the story already? And then I'll start talking. Because I know that sometimes there's one or two people that I tend to tell the same story to. It's like, no, I love the story, but let's tell other people and share the wealth instead of the same person. If you talk to yourself when no one's there, listen to see what you're actually mumbling about. Sometimes it can be pretty funny. When I talk to myself, I laugh because I think I'm, I like being around myself. I think I'm pretty funny. And if you don't like yourself or you're not your own best friend, you're going to go, oh, wait, and you're going to think you're stupid or that was dumb. I say that sometimes too, but it wasn't, I was dumb. It's, oh, that was dumb. Oh, that was hysterical. And then I'll start laughing going, well, okay, that was pretty funny. It's something that I would share with my best friend. And I do after the fact sometimes, but you have to listen 
to what you're saying. Because sometimes we, we just mumble. And sometimes if you live alone, especially, you out and out talk to yourself. Or you talk to your car. Or you talk to something that gets in your way. <laughs> you trip over something. You go, what are you doing there? Get out of my way. It's not that you're nuts. It's that maybe if you live alone, that's what you're used to doing. But I've learned when someone else, whoa, they look at you funny. I don't care. If I'm laughing and I'm walking by myself down the street, oh, well. You might even be your own best audience. Because like I said, sometimes you might come up with something funny and it comes out of your mouth and there's nobody around you and you laugh because it's funny. You are your best audience. If you don't laugh at your own jokes, ain't nobody else going to do it. So lighten up. Allow yourself to enjoy being around yourself. Let me just say that people say they're their own worst critic. And many times it's because they're perfectionists. But what does that sound like? Do you also become your best cheerleader after you said, okay, that went wrong. What happened? How can I do it again? Okay, then I can do it. Let's go. Or do you say negative things about, oh, I can't do that. I'm holding myself back. I was stupid. I was ugly. I was dumb. I I didn't have enough education for that. I couldn't attract this person because I'm too stupid or I'm too whatever you may be looking at yourself. That means you're your own worst critic. But pay attention to that because you don't need to be. You can be aware of how you can improve yourself without running yourself down all the time. You can say, whoa, that didn't go well. Hmm, how can I shift that? How can I change that to be a better person or to be better at what I was just doing? It may have nothing to do with being stupid or unintelligent. It could just have to do with, I was uneducated. I didn't know how to do this. Let me check out YouTube. Let me look up how to do it on Google. Or maybe you go back to school for something that's related to your job. Just be aware of what you're saying to yourself. And if you do say you're your own worst critic, see how that comes out and how you are acting that makes you think that. So learn to focus on the positive and the wonderful sides of you instead of what you think is negative. What you think of as a negative may be really negative. It's just something that you're learning and you're moving through and you're growing through. Praise yourself and pat yourself on the back when you do something remarkable or you've completed a project. Maybe something you put off for years and you finally finish it. Instead of saying, I can't believe I was so stupid as to put that off for so long. What was I thinking? Why did it take me so long? Say, no, I did it. I finally finished this. I'm so excited. Yay me. Yay me. Don't let anybody else say, well, it took you long enough. You say, yeah, it did. Yay me. I finished it. And have them celebrate the fact with you. Let's have a drink. Let's have a, let's toast to, yay, it's all done. Instead of, yeah, let me run myself down because I finally got around to it. So look at that positive and the wonderful sides of you instead of what you think of as a negative. Listen to yourself. Listen to what you say. The third thing is to treat your body well. If you're your own best friend, you're going to want your best friend to take care of themselves. You might even say something about it. You hope they get enough sleep, that they eat well, whatever that means, that they do some sort of movement to not be stuck in a rut and maybe gaining weight where you want them to be able to be at their best weight for them. It doesn't mean that you want them to lose 100 pounds or gain 50 or something. You want them to be comfortable in their own skin. You want them to have a sense of style that they're proud of. And you want to know that they're listening to their body. So 
in translating that to you, treat yourself as your own best friend. You want to make sure your body's happy. Listen to it. What does it need? Does it need more sleep? Does it need more happy stuff to make it move and have less sleep maybe if you're happier? What kind of eating does it need? Does it need specific foods you're not feeding it? Maybe less portions or more? I know someone that only has peanut butter and jelly for lunch every single day because she loves it. I've tried to say, hey, why don't you put an apple with that? Why don't you do this with that? If you love it so much and you have it every day, okay. I was When I grew up, I did that too. I was a young adult and I had the same lunch and the same dinner every single day and the same breakfast for that fact for years. I never got tired of it because I loved what I was eating and it was easy because I knew how to do it. But my body wanted something different at some point, so I had to shift. I became a vegan for a while, then a vegetarian. And now my body wants more protein that I'm not giving it, more animal fat. So I started having a little bit of chicken again. But I don't have it all the time. I'm mostly a vegetarian still. But that's how I feed my body. If you need beef, eat beef. Do what your best friend would want you to do. Pay attention to your body. And get some sort of movement, even if it's just walking. Maybe increase a little bit each day. And if you're bored when you walk, have audiobooks you can listen to or good music. Have a dog, walk with a buddy. Do something. Dance, take classes. That's movement classes. Whatever you can do, you can always find something that you can do. Even if you have issues, you can do something in the water. If you have knee issues and you can't really walk or you can't really dance, you can do water aerobics. Take a class. I know it's a pain in the butt to have to shower before and after, but really something to get you moving. Love your body enough to do things for it. Instead of looking at yourself and saying, ah, I look like hell, or oh, this isn't good or that isn't good. Find a style that you want to live with about yourself. Style meaning the clothing or the hair, your nails, your makeup, ladies, whatever it is. Look at who you are and what you are. And if you look at the mirror and say, I look like hell ever, think about it and say, as my own best friend, how do I want myself to look? How do I want to feel? How do I want to treat my body? Because you're going to find that you might go to a really expensive store and have somebody style you. You won't buy everything if you don't have the money, but you can go there and get free shoppers who will show you all the different kinds of styles. And maybe you have a couple hundred set aside and you just buy one item if it's an expensive store. Like in my area, that would be Nordstrom's. They used to at least, used to, I don't know if they still do, have personal shoppers that would be there for you. And I'd call and say, hey, I have an appointment with you. I'm coming in and they have a specific personal shopper for me. And they go find clothes when I'd say what I was looking for. And they bring them into the dressing room. First, we'd walk around and then I'd say the kind of things I like. And they they say, well, what are you looking for? And at one point I was looking for clothing for dating and they'd bring stuff in. I spent way more than I planned, but then I knew what I wanted and I would go to less expensive stores looking for the same sort of thing. So there's all sorts of things that you can do with money and without money. But listen to your body. Is it in pain? Is it hungry? Is it sleep deprived? Or are you getting so much sleep because you're depressed? So look at what's happening. And the fourth thing is just kind of overall self-care. Take time out when you're stressed. Do something for yourself. Like I mentioned, you can do a walk. You can do a meditation 
or my one of my favorites, a bubble bath, which sometimes I do meditations in the bubble bath. Some people find that their self-care is they love to cook and they really get into it and they love it. And they really, thank God people do because it's not my main thing. And some people love to clean. When they're doing self-care, they feel like they love to clean. They want to clean things out and they feel the need and the desire to do it. They can come to my house. (laughs) That's not my thing. Maybe some people might want to read. Whenever you need to do for your self-care, and this is the be kind to yourself thing again. When you're kind to yourself, you do things that you love to do that maybe you need to do as well, but that you love to do. You can find peaceful time alone So you can really rejuvenate and refresh and and recharge, but you can also connect in a more powerful way with yourself, with your higher self, with however you need to give yourself more self-care. And the fifth thing is to change habits that are bad for you. So if you're your own best friend, you're seeing somebody with really bad habits, you're going to go, oh my God, they got to stop doing that. That's not good for their health. Or This is not a very kind thing to do that they're doing to other people. Their anger that comes up when they get pushed the button, that's just sort of a habit they've got. Somebody hits them beneath the belt, but it's not that the other person meant to. It's that they just had those buttons that somebody pushed that they didn't even know they pushed because they didn't know there was a button there. The habit is that maybe the person reacts in a bad way and pushes people away. So start looking at those habits that you have and see If there are some that you don't feel do good for you or ask your best friend or someone that you know can be honest with you that knows you pretty well, but be gentle with yourself while you're changing your habits because you can have good and bad days, especially if you're a smoker or something like that where you're going, I need to stop. But when you're hanging in there with yourself, allow yourself to start doing it little by little. Or if you do cold turkey, definitely be kind to yourself. Don't worry about failing because some people do a few times before they get it. Trust that you can shift and change whatever it is you need to change, whatever habits those things are, but accept where you are at the moment. Allow yourself to be wherever you are with the habit or the bad habit or the addiction or whatever it is that you're working with and go, it's more than a habit, it's an addiction, but I need to get out of this. Be kind to yourself. Get help if you need it. Definitely, if it's an AA sort of thing, there's anonymous groups for all sorts of things, overeating, gambling, you know, all the normal stuff that you think of originally, Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, There's drug one. There's, I mean, there's a lot of those types with all the same types of steps, but they're with different groups that you can go to to get help. You can go to therapists and life coaches and all sorts of things if you're changing habits to get help. But give yourself the love that you need while you're doing it. Don't fall into the, I'm horrible, I'm awful because this is happening. Just say, no, I'm in a great place because I'm trying to shift. I recognize it and I'm working on it. And I love myself for doing that. I love that I'm finally willing to love myself enough to step out of this thing that's not working for me, whatever it may be. So don't punish yourself because you've been there. Love yourself for where you want to be and what you're doing right now. Before I get into number six, I want to mention again, one through five, because number one is to make sure you're aware of what you're thinking about yourself. These are ways to be your own best friend. What are you thinking about yourself? Remember, what am I saying? What am I thinking? But especially what am I thinking? Number one, 
Number two is what am I saying about myself? What am I saying out loud? Am I criticizing myself? Am I being mean or nasty about myself? Saying I'm not good enough for something. I'm too ugly. I'm too stupid. I'm too whatever for a job, for a relationship. And sometimes it's really hard to catch ourselves because normally we're okay. And all of a sudden we'll say something really negative that cuts into our being and we don't even hear ourselves say it. So maybe you can talk to someone that's close to you and say, Hey, whenever I say something mean about myself or to myself about myself, could you call me on that? I don't always hear myself say it. And I need somebody to call me on it and say, Hey, did you just hear what you said? And you go, uh, what? And then repeat it to me. Repeat what I said to myself because I want to hear it. So that's something else that you can do when you're trying to figure out what you say to yourself or what you say out loud. If you're always complaining or you're always being negative or you're always blaming other people, those reflect on you too. So pay attention. If it's nothing that you do is wrong, but it's always somebody else, there's also an issue there that you need to look at about being your own best friend because you aren't being your own best friend if you aren't taking responsibility for things you did, because you can't change and shift and grow if you don't do that. You're making other people have all that power over you. It's their fault. They did it to me. Well, then you have nothing. You can't go anywhere from there except to blame and hate and war and get angry and criticize. And where does that get you? I mean, in a downward spiral. If you can shift it to what is my part in this and how can I have power over what happened over myself, over my choices, then you're going to start loving yourself more. You're going to be able to see, I have this power. I can do these things. If I don't say nasty things, or if I don't get cranky and whiny, we all have those days. But you know, generally, if you don't do it most of the time, you'll be able to do something about that and shift it. And then of course, besides listening to how you speak to yourself, Treat your body well as well. Make sure that you get enough sleep and that you do what it needs. Eat the things it wants. Get a little bit of movement at least. Get the style that makes you happy so that you're not looking in the mirror or ignoring yourself. Listen to whatever your body wants. And just do that self-care, especially when you're stressed out. Take those moments. What would you tell your best friend in those times? Would you say, hey, you're so stressed out. Hey, take a minute. Take a breath. Take a meditation moment. Talk to me. Do what you need to do. Get out away from what's happening and stressing you out. Maybe the cooking is the thing. Because, hey, go make a meal. Go bake. That's how you de-stress. Sometimes you might need somebody, though, to say, hey, you seem stressed out. If you can be aware of that, then you can be your own best friend at the same time. The fifth thing was to change the habits that are bad for you. Things that you consider them bad You wouldn't want your best friend to have those things because you know that they're not helping them. They're things that they need a little bit more assistance with maybe to get through. But just be gentle with yourself as you're going through that changing of habits or the addictions, adjusting, moving away from, and give yourself a little cheerleader moment of yay me. I love myself right now because I'm really working on this. And then if you slip back, go, okay, well, I slip back. It happens to people. What else can I do to make myself be able to shift beyond this into who I really want to be? Because that maybe that habit, whatever it may be, may color you in a way that isn't who you want to be. But be gentle with yourself whenever you go through this sort of thing. 
And number six is something I alluded to a little earlier. Get to know yourself really well. Take the time to pay attention to your thoughts, like I said, and to what you're saying, but look at your strong points. Look at the things that someone that loved you would tell you were the best parts about yourself so that you can not only reinvent yourself, but get acquainted with yourself and who you truly are. What are those strong points? Stress the positive instead of the negative. Look at the things that are good about yourself so you can really love yourself. And once you get a hook into that, then you can look at anything you consider negative and, and want to work on. But it's not from that point of view of, oh, I'm a horrible person or, oh, I'm bad or, oh, I'm stupid or oh, whatever that would be. It's from, I really love myself and, oh, those things are kind of annoying. What can I do to release some of that and get that out of my life? How can you comfort yourself when you need it? If you need somebody in your life to say, I'm so sorry that happened, you can do that for yourself too. It doesn't mean we don't want a person to say, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, let me hug you. Let me hold you. Let me rock you if it's really bad. Cry yourself, silly. Let me help you. You want that. But you also want to be able to be there for yourself as well, to love yourself no matter what you're going through. And that's something that you can learn how to do. But if you're not there, it can take some time and some effort because it's a little hard sometimes to go, I want somebody else here. I need to lean on somebody. And that's a human thing. That's a human condition. And another thing you need to know if you're afraid of being alone, because I know a number of people that have that issue. They didn't love themselves enough in order to be able to be alone. So they would be with all sorts of what I wouldn't call them love connections, but I would call them just partners they decided to partner up with that weren't good for them, that didn't treat them well because they were too afraid of being alone. And some of those worked out fine after they got through them and they, they enjoyed the person and they loved the person, but they didn't always treat them well in the beginning. And I kept thinking, why are you with them? So easy to see other people, right? But it's hard to see that in yourself. So if you are honest with yourself and you can say, yeah, I don't want to be alone. I don't like being alone. I don't want to live alone. Get a dog, <laughs> get an animal that you can cuddle, get a cat, get whatever you need. Don't go there in relationships just because you don't want to be alone. Look at yourself, figure out what you have to do to love being alone, to love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, I have an episode coming out in a, probably a few weeks that's going to be specifically designed for that. I'm going to have intellectual, emotional, spiritual, and physical action steps that you can take to enable you to fall in love with you. But in the meantime, look at what it is that makes you afraid of being alone if you are. Keep asking yourself why that is and what a separate person brings to the table that makes it easier to be with someone than being alone. What is it about that, just maybe anybody else being there, that makes it easier? Is it things you think when you're alone? Things you do when you're alone? What is it about being alone that bothers you? So get to know yourself really well. Pay attention. Listen. And realize that ultimately what you want is to love yourself. And you want to love yourself enough to be able to be alone. You want to be able to have fun and not have to wait for other people to join you. You want to be able to have fun doing things, going places if need be. If you have someone else to go with you, that's wonderful. 
but you shouldn't need to have that all the time. You want to enjoy being on your own because that makes being with other people all the sweeter. Let me just say that there is no magic pill to love yourself more. What there are are realizations you can have that will help you believe that you deserve to have a best friend in your life. And not only that, but your best friend can be you. Who else are we stuck with 24-7? We might as well enjoy being with ourselves and liking who we are. You don't want to be that person that you roll your eyes when you go, I don't want to be alone. Oh my God, it's them again, meaning yourself. You want to be the person that you love hearing from, that you love being around because it's just you with you. When all else fails, there's always you and you're always with yourself and you have the power to love yourself, to change how you treat yourself and to block out what Ever anyone else is saying and their opinion of you is or, or what you're doing. So be kinder to yourself. Step back and see how you're treating yourself and ask yourself, would I say or do that to my very best friend? You are extraordinary and exceptional and you deserve to be your very best friend. Thank you for listening to Connect to Joy. If you love the show, Make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Contact the host, Carol DeShane, with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to become a guest. And remember, transformation is a journey and not an end destination. So be kind to yourself, because you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire.